Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Prepare for Impact podcast. I am your host, Connor Bland, and this week we are going to be talking about Proverbs 27:17 specifically, which references individual discipleship. We really hope that you guys stay tuned and join us. All right, everybody. So this week in the Prepare for Impact studio, we are talking about Proverbs 27:17. And uh, for those of you who don't know what it is, iron sharpens iron as a man sharpens another. Very quick, straightforward, simple, on the face value of, of what that is. And maybe somebody here can talk a little more to the context of the physical image that that is. I don't know if I can. I have an idea. But this kind of came up as well a little bit too, and I don't think Lydia knew this before when we were talking about these episodes, but that I have a tattoo on my arm um, that myself and a really close friend um, got when we were younger. <laughs> Might say it's a friendship tattoo. That uh, is Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, And the reason for us um, at least getting that was kind of talking about how it was the same age, same uh, kind of life situation, discipling each other through pretty tough times. So there were many parts of our lives where we didn't encourage each other in the right way, which I feel like is most friendships. And then there were times where we, like, I would say overall from our childhood experience, we're still friends today. He's getting married soon. Shout out to Logan Floyd. And yeah, I mean, so that's, that's the, uh, that's the question is, uh, um, how does Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen discipleship look? What does it look like? So it, usually when I hear iron sharpening iron, like people say that about marriage, which I think is true, but I usually think of it in a peer to peer discipleship kind of context mm-hmm. more so than, cause we, when we talk about discipleship, a lot of the time we kind of fall into mentorship. Um, but then there's also peer to peer discipleship of somebody mm-hmm. who's in your same circumstances, in your same place in life, being that iron sharpening iron. Yeah, Logan and I are all the way, I mean, we're, uh, we were born 24 hours apart from each other. So we're like, same through and through. Our parents, you know, grew up in, <coughs> we, we grew up in Monument, and uh, yeah, we're, yeah, that's all I was going to say. We'll just talk about it for a little bit. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, obviously just one verse picked out of a section of verses. Proverbs being one of the wisdom books written by Solomon. Just a handful of one-liners anyway, so it's kind of easy to pick out a one-liner. But I feel like Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen took the youth group scene by storm in the, what, 2000s? Early 2000s, late 90s maybe. But um, it was just it was just everywhere, and youth pastors were using it, youth groups were using it. It started setting, you know, that's when you saw a lot of small group events come out, like Iron Sharpens Iron or whatever, and there's a, the the Forge and things like that, and different uh, the Sharp Iron Youth Group. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's I think it was it was uh, paired with a felt need at the time of realizing that we need to be in good peer relationships with each other. Mm. Um, I think there was a similar vein, which just wasn't as catchy of be, be wary of bad company or mm. whatever. Cause that's another proverb is I, I can't, I won't be able to quote it right. And I don't know the reference, but there's sure. another proverb where you talk about the, if you're, if you spend time with bad um, people that are a bad influence on you, they will change who you are as well. Mm. So those two 
kind of came out in Christian youth groups around the same time and Proverbs twenty seven seventeen being the more positive version of like, hey, make sure you're sharpening one another and like hanging out together or whatever. But And Jesus references that in a couple <laughs> of parables as well, I'm pretty sure. So I, I guess I would ask, what does that mean? What what does it mean? I mean I I could see in real life, um, you could see a chef using their sharpening mm-hmm. steak or whatever it is, you know, on there. So basically it's metal sharpening metal. Right. Mm-hmm. Um but what does that mean in real life? How does that how is that lived out? I think that the first so of the physical like because I'm a very visual person. Um, the first thing that I think about in my, you know, like I took like welding class and took like those kind of things in high school. And so like one of the things you learn is about metals that that will like that you can weld with. So there's like. There's copper, and then there's, like, different types of... I can't even remember them off the top of my head. But there's different types of welding materials that come from the gun and then what you can use to have them come together, right? So there are certain ones that if you use copper on a car, like if you're trying to repair something on a car, it's not going to hold right, and it's going to, like, warp things around it because the, the sheet metal that they use on cars is thinner, right? So the, the image that I get of... Uh, is first like the fact that it's iron sharpening iron so it's it's the same story as like you know like you can't cut a diamond without a diamond right and you can't shape there's certain hardness you know there's the what's that is it just the hardness scale yeah Mm -hmm. yeah the hardness scale which i don't know how i forgot that and and so because iron is able to sharpen iron it's the same image of like two people who are in the same like same likeness. And I guess you could generalize that a lot and say, Hey, we're all like created by God. And so really anybody could sharpen somebody else. And I think that that's true as well. But that for the reason I got the tattoo of it was, is just like I was referencing before, just that Logan and I had such similar upbringings and situations and struggles that it was through those that we were able to have a closer relationship than other people um, that we were surrounded with. And so I think as far as what, what it means is it's really breaking down just the, the fact that you can't, you, for me at least, you know, it's, you can't talk to somebody about something that they're going through if you haven't, and not that you can't, but it's harder to talk to somebody about something that they're going through if you've never experienced something similar Obviously, everybody's experience is very individual on any even traumatic things like the loss of a loved one or anything like that. It's always different for everybody. But if you have that experience for yourself and you can speak into somebody's life about that, it becomes a sharpening moment where you as the person who's grieving, I'm just going to use that as the example, as somebody losing somebody, the loss of a loved one, um, that... um, for you as the one who's grieving, you're able to understand that there are other people that are going through similar things like you. And you kind of expand your, you know, your usefulness, if you will, in like how just a block of iron is just a block of iron. But when you sharpen it, you can use it as a tool. You can use it as a knife. You can use it as so many different things, right? Um, Because I, on its quick side note, there was this this thing recently that was going through um, Facebook that's not a Christian not a Christian quote, but it talks about how like a iron block can be shaped into, um, 
horse uh, horseshoes, and then can be so so a block of iron you can buy for like two dollars or something like that. You can make horseshoes that you can then sell for fourteen dollars, and then you can take horseshoes and you can melt them down and make medical syringes and it's like five thousand dollars or something that it's worth and like this crazy exponentially like the same material can be shaped into so many different things and so i think that speaks into the utility of the example of iron how even back in bible times iron was used for so many things not just like a very single use track whatever and just how us as people we can be used for different things too it's just all in how we're shaped yeah through the sharpening process <clears throat> i would say when something is made sharper it's made more effective mm -hmm. so if we're talking i think this is a pretty clear reference of blades of some kind so we're either talking swords or knives or weapons mm -hmm. probably mm -hmm. maybe maybe a plow sure could be uh, that way too but if something's become sharper, it's become more effective at its job mm. and, or its purpose. And I think when we talk about iron sharpening iron as a man, you know, as, as two people impact each other, mm -hmm. then I think part of that is in what ways do Josh and I make each other better? Mm. You know, how do we how do we our relationship make us more effective mm -hmm. uh helping each other move forward so i think part of that can be it could be uh correcting things that are are wrong or if we're mm -hmm. heading in a wrong direction or whatever that gets a little tricky because then you go to jesus and the whole uh you know uh, don't be take, trying to take the speck out of your brother's right. eye when you've, you know, got the log in your own. Mm -hmm. And my friend would say, what do you mean? I'm looking right down the log in my eye at the speck in yours. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah. but I think there's, yeah, I think there's some, we have to navigate that very carefully, but that's kind of how I see the iron sharpening iron thing that helps us be more effective. And that kind of falls into discipleship. It's how can we become more like Jesus together? Mm -hmm. Right. And it may take the analogy a little too far, but then I've, I've heard some people talk about how the, the idea of iron sharpening iron, there's, there's spark, there's like impact. There's a lot of like that sometimes it's not, it's usually not a very smooth process to be shaped like that. And usually if you think of yourself as a block of iron, it's probably not going to feel great to get pieces of you chipped away to be sharpened. Right. But that it's through a tough process together you're able to do that. Yeah, I think um, kind of like what Josh was saying, like that phrase is thrown around so much and I think people hold to it because it's, it's something that you can hang your hat on and it makes sense. But in actuality, in real life, it's way harder mm -hmm. to, it's really easy to live alongside somebody but to not intermingle your lives right. and to be able to call each other out. Like... My best friend, Leah, she lives in Alaska, but, like, we've done life with each other, and I would say it's beyond my marriage is probably one of the most, like, iron-sharpening-iron relationships I ever have had in my life, because she'll call me out at any moment's notice, and because we have such a strong relationship, I don't ever feel like it's like, well, get that log out of your own eye. It's yeah. always, oh, I know she's doing this in love, mm -hmm. and I know I can do that back. Um but finding those relationships are really hard and really rare. Um, even though I think that's really what God has called the whole church to do for each other 
is to be able to have those kinds of relationships to where you can call each other out, encourage each other really well, to know each other so well that I can say, hey, don't do that. Or you can say, hey, you're doing such a good job Mm -hmm. because I see God's designing, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And so, but it is really hard to do that. It's not Mm -hmm. a normal kind of relationship and discipleship that happens naturally. Yeah. Like uh, Logan and I didn't know how foreshadowing, uh, foreshadowy uh, we were being when we got these tattoos together because it was like the next year after that that there was this huge argument between us to where we didn't talk for like probably a couple of years, um, like real big. And we used to spend like when we were kids, we'd spend entire weeks on end at each other's houses and and stuff like that. So it was it was a huge argument. And it wasn't until I think I had either just gotten married or I had, uh, or no, I don't think it was that. It was a little bit before that. So I was dating Kirsten. I knew I was going to ask her to marry me. And um, in that time of reflection that Kirsten and I had before we got married and talking about like people that like you've wronged and talking about like, because you kind of put it all out there when you get married, right? You know, just like saying like, these are the mistakes I've made. These are the things I've done to write those or, or, or haven't. And the biggest example of that was my relationship with Logan that I didn't, that I hadn't gone to him and asked for forgiveness. And, um, and also in a way that sounds prideful in the moment, but I promise had good intentions was like, asking him to give me that same kind of forgiveness that the argument that we had seemed like a huge deal at the time. But two years later, it's like, wow, this was not worth losing two years of sharpening each other for. And so coming together, you know, I guess instigating a conversation together and being willing both of us to come together and say, Hey, we, you know, I messed up and you messed up and you know, like whatever. Not, I, I didn't say it like that. I guess he said, you messed up. I said, no, he said, I messed up. I said, I messed up. So it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't like a pointing fingers thing, but at the end of that, we, we had a great conversation about forgiveness and how that was something that we both felt like there was a hole somewhere that we were trying to cover up with other things, but that that was something that, and we still like today, we don't hang out. Obviously as he's getting married soon, I'm married with a one and a half year old, like, we don't hang out near as much as we used to, but it's still great to have that relationship with him. So, and he was on, uh, <clears throat> he was on an episode of first in the first season, right? Yes, he was. Yeah. And I think, I, I don't know if we talked about that in our first season, it was called the Mobcast then, but it is still under our prepare for impact. Um, season one, you'll see it as a inter, uh, interview with, uh, Logan Floyd. And, uh, and that's, yeah, and, and we both ended up in ministry in some way or another, which was awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we knew each other from eighth grade and as a real, I don't know if I would call it the prime example of iron sharpening iron, but it was it was cool that through a lot of stuff that we went through together that most people would look at our situation and be like, there's no way that guy's going into ministry. <laughs> and, and yet here we are, so. I think it's, uh, when, I, when I hear people talking about the verse, I feel like it's uh, coming back to, um, that we're not supposed to be alone. Mm. We're not supposed to do this walk of faith mm-hmm. and life together. Like, we're supposed to do it together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, 
you know, every man is his own island. It's not, you know, go it your own way and <clears throat> don't, uh, it's, it's be with people. Um, and I've, I've seen that. Uh, I feel like I, I see when I've seen some friends going to really uh, rough seasons of life. It's interesting because we have a tendency to isolate ourselves mm-hmm. when we feel like we're having a hard time. Um, but I think that's the time that we do need that other person to be with us in the trenches in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so easy. It's so easy to isolate yourself, to, to push people away, to set up a, a facade and say, you know, like everything's fine. Like I'm all good. I don't, I don't need anything, but inside you just feel very alone and isolated. And I think honestly, in today's, uh, modern culture, we, there are a lot of people that feel very alone and isolated even though they have you know a thousand Facebook friends and 500 Instagram followers or whatever and you're checking your social media every day and you're getting likes and comments but how much of that is really an iron sharpening iron type of relationship right. where you are actually involved in each other's lives you could ask also can discipleship even happen virtually or at least you know, it, or can it happen very well virtually? Mm-hmm. Because it's or with so, social media, right? Well, yeah, because it's so easy for me to post something because I'm not having to deal with you directly, right? You know, I I can throw it out there, and, and obviously we work together, so you guys see me every day. You're going to be able to hold me accountable, but if it's just you know Facebook friends from around the world, right? I can say whatever I want to say, or I can say things anonymously, even that that you know might actually be a good point but it's it's not necessarily in that kind of relationship where there can be give and take there can you know i i think when you talk again of iron sharpening iron i think it's there's sharpening that can go both ways yeah so hopefully we're taking steps together i really like the idea right right i'm sure that uh i I would agree with that if it's a hundred percent virtual like as far as a discipleship thing but there are circumstances in life where like tony uh wait what? Uh, my friend who lives in alaska oh yeah your friend that yeah. lives in alaska so we, yeah we haven't seen each other since january i think like yeah. i see her maybe two times a year on a good in a good year since yeah. they've moved but we talk on the phone almost every day yeah as much as we can and it's but we don't we don't even video chat we just all it is is talking on the phone which is a very thin layer of communication but that is has been enough right for us yeah and so and i mean and i was just going to reference it when tony miller was in australia you know like years of him being my youth pastor and here with me discipling me and then circumstances change but um i think so we should clarify the word virtual is not it's not with technology as a means of communication, but I think oh. Jeff is referencing specifically the social media. social media. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think both in those both those cases, you guys had deep relationships before, before yeah. right? That's true. Which is why I was saying, yeah, yeah like I mean, I, somebody you meet online, it's going to not exactly be. It's the you know. same as Paul writing letters to churches, though, right? True. Where yeah. I mean, that isn't the OG that is Facebook. Yeah, but. It's not necessarily iron sharpening iron. Like Paul obviously is learning from them through the ways that he's teaching them, but it's not quite the same thing. It's still direct discipleship, I think, though. But it's not necessarily... I mean, I'm sure he had a lot of letters between people. We don't ever see Timothy's replies to right. yeah. to Paul and things like that. But, yeah. Yeah. And and I think that... Uh, 
Oh, shoot. Where was I going to go? There was a point I was going to make. Basically, there, when we talk about individual relationships through via long distance, like we do have a number of resources that make long distance relationships possible, um, mm-hmm. friendships or dating relationships or, or whatever. Um, but the availability to use you know, phone calls or Skype or um, texting overseas and things like that, um, that can add to the viability of a relationship. And I think it's possible to um, meet someone like a pen pal type of thing mm-hmm. where if you're both open and willing and honest with each other, but it has to be a direct um, communication with each other, not just on an online forum. You know, I'm not, I'm not talking about, it's not iron sharpening iron. If you're hanging out in a Reddit thread. Yeah. Right. Or with comments on right. Facebook. Yeah, or, yeah. or comments on That's a YouTube true. thread or something yeah. like that. So there's a difference between using technology for direct communication versus social media for the appearance of knowing what's happening in each other's lives, but it's all crafted and, yeah. yeah. And this is a great way to, as we're, as we're coming to the end of our time here, um, that this podcast is a great example of how we are not, we're not saying that we're discipling everybody who's listening, right? We are just trying to do our best to share from our experiences from three kind of different age ranges, maybe two. I mean, um, that, uh, with different life experiences and different upbringings, you know, like, I mean, with, uh, Jeff growing up overseas, Josh growing up overseas, Lydia and I grown up here. I mean, it's, there's so many different perspectives and cultures and things like that when it even comes to something like discipleship. So we want to encourage you guys that what you're hearing here, and we want you guys to feel like you have a relationship with us through this great technology of podcasting. Um, But at the same time, we want to encourage you guys to find people in your life who either you can do this through. um, And in this, you know, episode's case, like being like, just find a friend of yours who maybe, maybe you guys are uh, believers, maybe you're not. And, but to work together and work towards um, sharpening each other, work towards making each other better. Um, And of course, if you are believers, that's the goal of, of, advancing the kingdom of God. And that's kind of the whole point of, um, of this podcast is really just helping to advance the kingdom through mobilization, through what we do here at the prepare for impact team. Um, but yeah, so we, uh, as we're wrapping up here, we, we thank you guys so much, uh, for your time, for listening to us through this season. We've got uh, a couple more episodes coming your way in the coming weeks, and then we'll be on a break through August. But We want to thank you all so much for listening. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can go to our website, prepareforimpact.life. And we really hope to see you guys, hear from you guys, as well as see you guys next week on Monday for another episode of The Sit.